Hello there, and this is The Stanza, a podcast all about the news and weather from the poetry world in the UK. I like to think that I will move on to more international concerns as I go along, but at the moment, I'm just focusing on what's going on in the UK poetry scene. I hope that's okay. My name is Edis, and I am your host. I'm also known as Ed Garvey Long, and my book is available from Selkuth Station Press. It is called The Living Museum, and it is a fantastic collection of poems all about gays, death, um, taxidermy, and Sweden. I hope that has wet your whistle and that you buy a copy. Anyway, so the first thing I want to talk about today is the National Poetry Library Membership Scheme. So the National Poetry Library is a free poetry library, which is housed in the South Bank Centre on the banks of the Thames, here in London. On the 19th of September, the National Poetry Library Twitter feed tweeted a link to an article on their site entitled New Membership Scheme. Uh, The tweet then said, we're excited about this new option launching Wednesday the 2nd of October. The article spoke about a new membership scheme launching very soon. The article explained a little clumsily that existing members would retain free access to the library, but new library members would need to pay an annual fee of £35 in order to become members. So this uh, understandably caused a lot of reaction in the poetry community with critical comments from many poets on Twitter because poets spend a lot of time on Twitter, me included. Um, There were various calls for clarifications on the original tweet from lots of very well-known poets uh, and some other less known (laughs) poets. I shouldn't say that. Um, And the poet R.G. Manuel Pillai set up an online petition um, against the move, which eventually gained over 1,500 signatures. The sense from the community was that such a big change to such a beloved free poetry resource without any consultation within the community uh, was a bit of a misstep. And after the success of R.G. Manuel Pillai's petition, the National Poetry Library announced on the 26th of September that they have suspended the introduction of the scheme and will now be running open workshops for users of the library to come in and talk about any potential changes to the way the library is being run. So now we wait to see how the Poetry Library moves forward after this development and what comes out of these workshops. One thing I feel is a huge positive step is that the organisation listened to its user base. Personally, I hope that the Poetry Library remains free for all to access, use and borrow from the collection. You can see that if the library needs funds in order to stay open, an opt-in membership scheme with enhanced benefits 
would work, like membership schemes from many other cultural institutions in London that offer access to members' rooms and money off events, early access, booking events, things like that. Uh, discounts in the shop, that's always a good one. Uh, for 35 quid a year, I'd pay for that, especially if it meant that I was supporting such an important resource. There was also a mention of being able to borrow books through the post, um, with members only having to cover for the postage, which is something that I would definitely take advantage of. And this would allow wider access to the collection on a national scale, which it can only be a good thing. Just to mention that those who are not in London or the South East, there are other wonderful poetry resources in the UK. There is the fantastic National Poetry Library of Scotland in Edinburgh, kind of down the hill from on the Royal Mile, on that weird bit of Edinburgh where the Parliament is, there's loads of new buildings and then loads of old buildings. It's a lovely place, a lovely building. They do fantastic events there. It's brilliant. Um, the Northern Poetry Library in Morpeth, Northumberland, um, which I haven't sadly been to yet, but it looks amazing. In uh, 2020, the Manchester Metropolitan University will be opening the Manchester Poetry Library. So that's fantastic news for people in and around the city of Manchester. You can always, 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 always visit your local libraries and borrow or request to borrow poetry books, which they will try to find in other local libraries or buy in for you. The more we use the libraries, the more funding they're given, the more likely it is that they will be kept open. So we all really need to use them as much as possible and also save money for ourselves. So yeah. So next up, I'd like to talk about the forward prizes for poetry. The prizes will be awarded on the 20th of October, 2019 at the Royal Festival Hall in the South Bank Centre, as previously mentioned. So I always really enjoy the, the forward prize book of poetry that they do every year. I think it's a more democratic prize than many of the other, the kind of other big ones that you have around because they have a first collection award as well as um, kind of the best single poem award. Two of those can be pretty much from any of the established magazines in the UK and the established publishers in the UK. So it's not as, um, it's not the same five names being banded around every year. So the four prizes for best collection this year are as follows. City of Departures by Helen Tukey. Deaf Republic by Ilya Kaminsky. The Million Petaled Flower of Being Here by Vidyan Ravin Theran, Notuary by Niall Campbell, Vertigo and Ghost by Fiona Benson. So having said that, I mean, several of those are Blood Axe books, one Faber and Faber, one Cape and one Carcanet, 
Um, those are really the main big poetry publishers in the UK. And those publishing houses are the ones you will see in, even in the smallest of Waterstones, in the smallest of towns, in the middle of nowhere. So it's no surprise that, um, one, that they have attracted such big names, and two, that they are putting out poetry that is of such a high standard that it's being nominated. So the best first collection prize is called the Felix Dennis Prize. And the nominees are If All the World and Love Were Young by Stephen Sexton, The Perseverance by Raymond Antrobus, Significant Other by Isabel Gallimore, Surge by J. Bernard, and Truth Street by David Kane. Yeah, I think these are some really interesting um, nominees. I haven't really read all of them, but I will say that um, The Perseverance by Roman Antrobus was one of the best collections I've read in a very long time. And it was stunning. And I really feel like it has the kind of momentum that they would like to reward with a prize. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed for all of them. So the forward prize for the best single poem, uh, the nominees are Bridge by Jonathan Edwards, Comic Timing by Holly Pester, 40 Names by Parwana Fayaz, Highbury Park by Liz Berry, and The Window by Mary Jean Chan. So it's funny because, um, as I said, the Best Single Poem Award is a bit more interesting because it can be from any of the magazines um, published in the UK and that put forward a single poem from one of their editions to be considered for the prize. As I said, I really like the Ford Prize because it feels a bit more democratic and it feels more broad and open than all of the other prizes. After the winners have been announced, I will probably talk about them again. Um, I think that's it in terms of things I wanted to talk about. Um, just to mention that the 3rd of October, this um, that's just gone, was Natural Poetry Day, um, which is always a lovely way for people who have no interest in poetry at all to share the same poem that they share every year because they haven't read any more poetry apart from that. I think it's great. Um, and it does a good job at what it does. It's kind of like if you're a drag queen and it's Halloween and, and people who have no interest in the world of what your thing is suddenly turn up and try and do the thing that you are doing all year round already. And it's one of those funny things. I have mixed feelings about it. Not least because last year, um, my well-meaning um, line manager in my old job wished me happy poetry, National Poetry Day. And I was just like, well, thanks. Kind of, I took it a bit too personally because I was, and I said back, thank you. 
and now I've got to sit here and do this job all day instead of actually doing anything to do with poetry because you know my day job has nothing to do with poetry so it can be a bit of a funny celebration and you know Poets are moody and fickle, so just be careful what you say around them. That's all I can suggest. But yeah, I know it's a good thing and that more people will be engaging in poetry and then a proportion of those people will then be poetry fans year round. And that is also really good. So good work. Now I want to move on to a section where I'm going to review a poetry collection I've read very recently, very quickly, um, with almost no prep. So recently I read Mary Jean Chan's Flesh. So this is published by Faber and Faber. It's a lovely um, royal blue front cover with Mary Jean Chan's name in yellow. It's slightly boxier than a normal Faber book, um, which I think is really interesting. I really enjoyed this collection because it had a lot of personality and a lot of depth, and it dealt with a lot of seemingly very disparate issues that all come together in Mary Jean Chan's experience and her story. And I'm really pleased and I'm really proud that she has written such an interesting, brilliant, exciting book that deals with things like coming from Hong Kong, Englishness versus um, Chinese identity, um, there's a lot of stuff about her relationship with her mother. There's a, a lot of stuff about being uh, Chinese in the UK and being queer, having a queer body. One of the main motifs of the whole book is fencing, which is not a world I knew much about at all. It's kind of threaded through the book and it works as a, a really interesting way to structure the book. Um, the different moves of fencing and I really appreciated that. I loved, there were some real moments of lightness and some real emotional moments. It just, it's just a really fantastic collection and a really timely collection and um, I really hope that a lot of people read it because it needs to be read and appreciated. And finally, um, I have a few just general submissions and events news from the world of poetry that's happening in the next few weeks. So on the 31st of October at midnight, it is the deadline for the National Poetry Competition. This is one of the biggest um, poetry competitions in the English speaking world. It's open to everybody who writes in English regardless of whether you live in the UK or not. The prize money is um, quite impressive and they get so many thousands of entries. I don't really, 
I don't understand what system they have in terms of sifting them and finding them and reading them because it's incredible the amount of entries they have every year. So last year it was won by Wayne Holloway Smith with his poem The Posh Mums Are Boxing in the Square, which is a really, really amazing poem um, which you can read on the Poetry Society website. Yeah, I, I've entered it a few, um, you know, pretty much every year for the past five years. And I've often thought of it more as a way of um, supporting the Poetry Society with funds instead of actually thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to win this because the likelihood of actually winning is so low <laughs> or even being commended. And even though that does flicker through my mind every year, I think maybe this year something's going to happen. But it never does, obviously. I think really it's just a nice thing to do to send your poem off or a few poems just as, as if you were like renewing your poetry membership license or something to say, look, I'm still writing. I'm still here. This is what I've done this year. And I'm still a poet. And for me, that's a really nice um, annual thing that I do. And it's kind of like if you buy a lottery ticket and then you just think, well, if nothing else, I'm supporting the charities that they give lottery funding to. And it's kind of a similar thing. If nothing else, I'm supporting the Poetry Society with my money and I'm telling myself that I'm still a poet and I'm still doing this and aren't I proud of this poem that I have finished this year and I like it so much I think it's good enough to win. So yeah, so enter the uh, National Poetry Competition if, uh, if you want. Um, poetry in Alderborough is a weekend long event from a Friday to a Sunday happening on the 8th 9th and 10th of November. So Alderborough is a seaside town in Suffolk, I believe, where every year um, there are lots of poetry events, lots of very exciting things go on, launches and workshops as well. So if you are nearby or you can get nearby and you want to go for a day or for the whole thing, I really recommend it. I haven't been yet, um, but I hope to either this year or next year. Uh, uh, one last thing. So penned in the margins, the publishing house, um, their submissions are currently open for books of poetry, fiction, literary criticism and nonfiction. So have a look on their website. And if you have something that you feel fits in with their general um, house style and submit it and see what happens. So thank you so much for listening to this first edition of The Stanza. I hope it's been interesting and informative and I hope it's been enjoyable and entertaining. So um, yeah, if you have any stories you want to tell me or you if you have any stories you want me to cover on future editions of the podcast if you have anything you want to draw my attention to like submissions 
for a magazine or a publishing house, things like that. Competitions that are being run um, that I can advertise on the podcast. Please let me know. Uh, my Twitter is edus, so E-D-D-U-S. Uh, my website is edgarvelong.com. So have a look on there and um, my email address is on there as well or tweet me or whatever. Find me, tell me what's going on. Thank you again for listening and um, goodbye and good luck. (laughs) Ha 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 ha.